0: Hope you brought your Bible with you. If you did, let's go to the New Testament. Book of Philippians. Yeah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. I'm going to read a sentence and I'll tell you when I'm going to do it. And you're going to tell me you're going to realize how awesome this one sentence is, but I, And I'll tell you when we get, when, when we get there. Philippians 4:19, "But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you. Here's the sentence. Chiefly or namely or especially, that's a better word, especially they that are of Caesar's household. And the Caesar we're talking to, anyone want to guess? What Caesar is it? Nobody? Nero. A wicked, wicked, vile man. And Paul said, I especially want to salute the saints that are living in Caesar's household. I want to salute someone here right now. I just thought of this. I want to salute Sister Jan Neteer. Two weeks of vacation to be the camp nurse. Two weeks in a row. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Chiefly, they that are of Caesar's household, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, take the few words that we will preach here this day, and God, may it be an encouragement to every person here, maybe even a uh, kick in the seat of our pants, Lord, to know that no matter what the situation and circumstance, we can still live for you. In Jesus' name we're praying. Amen. It costs $50 to bury your pet in New York City. Because it is the asphalt jungle. It ain't like you, you just go in your backyard and, and bury Fido. That don't happen. So a woman got the idea that she could do that for $25. And what she did was, she went to the local Salvation Army, or to the local thrift store, and she would buy a suitcase for three bucks. She would put the dead cat, I think of that easier than I do a dead dog. That's just me. Put the dead cat in the suitcase that she paid three dollars for, And then she would get on board the train, the subway, and set the suitcase there, and then act like she would fall asleep, whereas a thief would steal the suitcase. (laughs) And then the thief would get the real shock of thinking, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get here. That's much like Caesar's household to me. What looks like that it is all pomp and circumstance and glit and glittery and glitz on the outside, when you find out the underbelly of it, it's not near as great and grand as you thought it was going to be. Nero would kill his own family. To stay in power. Caesar's household was a place of depravity and total darkness. And yet, Paul was saying, with the help and grace of Jesus Christ, there are people that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and are living even in Caesar's household for the Lord. Caesar's household, a place of darkness, and yet a light was traveling on board a ship across the Mediterranean Sea and was heading right toward Caesar's household. That light was a guy with the name of Paul the Apostle, Paul the preacher to the Gentiles. That light would travel and would step forth into Caesar's palace. That light would be thrown into the Mamertine prison, who it's been said that in that dungeon, that prison, beneath a prison, that people would go insane with just in a few days of being there, but not so for the light that was there. And what I would say to Paul is, Paul, be real careful that the light doesn't go out. Because there's people that you're going to reach right in Caesar's household. And if you don't reach them, nobody will reach them. Be careful, Paul. Because the job you've got to do is of utmost importance. Be careful, Susanna Wesley. That little boy that you're taking care of by the name of Johnny, that kid will grow up and will shake England for the gospel. John Wesley will move a whole country to God because of his mom and the things that she instilled within him. Be careful, Mr. Kimball, as you go and talk to a young D.L. Moody because when you reach that young man, that guy will shape America for over a hundred years by the things that he preached and the things that he wrote. Be careful, Sunday school teacher. It's not just, oh, well, I gotta teach a Sunday school class. There is no idea who you are reaching and how you are shaping young minds in that Sunday school class. Be careful, nursery workers. It may be that you think, oh, why do I do this for? The very person that you are being able to speak into the things of God into their life, they may grow up and do things beyond your wildest dreams. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, Royal Ranger leader. Be careful, Girls of Grace worker. It very well could be the person that you are reaching and shaping. They're going to reach hundreds and maybe thousands for Jesus Christ. Caesar's household, the people that lived there would hear Caesar say, there is no hell. Caesar's household would hear Caesar say that I myself, I am a God. You're to worship me. Caesar's household was told to believe that there are many ways to God. But a light spring up into that type of darkness. Paul, the apostle, who would preach, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Make no mistake about it. The world that we live in, you might as well call it Caesar's household. Just because Caesar's household drinks alcohol, that's no reason this preacher got to drink alcohol. Just because Caesar's household is criticizing and hates everyone, is no reason for this preacher to criticize and hate everyone. If Paul would have not won them that day 2,000 years ago, they would have died lost. But that light that sprang up into that region of darkness, other people was able to come to Jesus because of that light. The Bible says in the book of in the book of Acts, daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to speak and to preach Jesus. Do you know what in every house means in the Greek? In every house. (laughs) Salute the saints in Caesar's household. Salute them. You know what that means? That means they were standing. They wasn't cowering off in the darkness. They wasn't afraid to stand up. Even though it may have meant being thrown to the wolves. It may have been meant thrown to the lions. It may have been meant thrown so a gladiator could kill you. They were not cowards. They took a stand. Salute them. They were standing. You know something that galls me? When I see on the news some other country burning the American flag, that always just galls me. But you know what? I had an epiphany one day. You know why they're doing that? Because America stands for something. When's the last time you seen anybody on CNN or Fox Network News or wherever you get your news from, you've seen somebody burning the flag from Switzerland or Sweden? You ain't never seen that. Because they don't stand for much. But the reason why they burn the American flag is because we stand for something. And the saints thousands of years ago were taking a stand. It's not the word saint, it's the word saints, plural. We're to do this together. We're to stand together. If there was somebody who said, preacher, I am sick and tired of you, and I'll just shoot you. Well, you don't be kind of me against him, and that wouldn't be no good. But I could say, hey, Scotty, come up, come on, come on come on up here, come on, come on up here. I'd feel a little bit more secure. (laughs) And I'd say, hey, Matt, hey, Chester. That guy said, I'm just going to shoot you. And it's like, oh, yeah? And it's like, Come on, Terry. Come on, Wes. Come on. How many, how many of you guys got some guts that you're willing to come and help the preacher? Anybody? Is this it? Is this the only is this the only ones that's willing to stand with the preacher? Come on, is this the only ones? I think I, I'm sick of you and I'm just gonna shoot you till you're dead. Huh? Look at this. Now I'm starting to feel more comfortable about this whole thing. Saints and, <laughs> saints, and Caesar, saints in Caesar's household, salute them. They were standing. If it's just out here, lonesome guy all by myself, that's one thing. But when there's reinforcements called in, that's a whole nother deal then. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Now, I hope that cameraman's getting all these guys. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Ah! Uh. Caesar couldn't stop Christianity. Everyone that he would kill, there would be 10 more taking their place. And guess what? The church goes around the world today, and Caesar's empire is nothing. And Caesar's, uh, 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 whatever used to be Caesar, his progeny and his lineage today, they're peanut vendors over there in Rome, and or in Rome, is what they're doing right now. Listen, people, the church is going to stay alive. And the church will move. It don't matter to me who stands against it. Years ago, 1988, I seen a guy on TV after the Jim Baker of a Jimmy Swagger fiasco. He was on Ted Koppel's show and he was saying, This is going to be the death blow for the church. And I said to the TV screen, You are an idiot. The church rolls on. The church rolls on. Caesar's household is not quite as smart as they think they are. Caesar's household 2,000 years ago would say, Bet on us. Don't bet on the church. And we see how well that worked out. Not real well. Caesar's household, not quite as with it as they think they are. Let's play... A video, if we're ready for that.
1: And then he said, "I brought this for you," and he handed me a uh, Gideon Pocket Edition. Um, I thought I said from the New Testament, but I also thought it was Psalms from the New Testament, right? Or, uh, Psalms from the New, just part of the New Testament, little book about this big, this thick, you know. He said, I wrote in the front of it, and I wanted you to have this. I'm kind of uh, proselytizing. And then he said, I'm a businessman. I'm, I'm sane. I'm not crazy. And he looked me right in the eye and did all of this. And uh, it was really wonderful. I believe he knew that I was an atheist. But he was not uh, defensive and he looked me right in the eyes and he was truly complimentary. It wasn't in any way it didn't seem like empty flattery. He was really kind and nice and sane and looked me in the eyes and And I've always thought that, and I've written about that, and I've thought of it conceptually. But this guy was a really good guy. He was polite and honest and sane, and he cared enough about me to proselytize and give me a, a Bible, which had written in it a little note to me, uh, not very personal, but just you know liked your show and so on, and then like five phone numbers for him and an email address if I wanted to get in touch. Now, I know there's no God and one polite person living his life right doesn't change that Uh, but I'll tell you he was a very 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 good man and uh, that's really important and with that kind of goodness uh, it's okay to have that deep of a disagreement I still think that religion does a lot of bad stuff but man That was a good man who gave you that book.
0: How many knows who that guy is? Penn and Teller, the magic show. Let me tell you something. Caesar's household, not quite as sharp as they think they are. Um, Just as a side note. You see, his boy's name is Zoltan and his girl's name is Moxie (laughs) Crimefighter. Who would do that to your kids? Hmm? But a man who is an atheist, who studied it all out. He's written about it and he's looked in the Bible. He knows so much about it that he can refute it, that he can refuse it, that he can say it's not true. And the guy thinks the book of Psalms is in the New Testament. He ain't looked that close. <laughs> but there was a man that gave him a Gideon Bible that was willing to speak into that guy's darkness and thank God for people that's willing to do things like that. Amen. 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 <clears throat> <clears throat> Saints. Plural, saint, right here. All the men up here together, saints. Which one's stronger? All the men up here together, saints. That's stronger. That's stronger. The idea that me and Kay and four other people could do everything that needs to happen here at Orchardville Church, no way. But saints makes it all happen. Saints. Saints. Oh, preacher, I ain't a saint. Oh, yeah, you are. Either you a saint or you an ain't. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of a saint. No, either you are or you ain't. It'd be like a woman saying, I'm kind of pregnant. No, you either are or you ain't. You know, I'll tell you something else that really, really really rubbed me they're just the wrong way people that gonna live for jesus at home when they could get in their car and come to church that bugs me that bugs me you need the care of a pastor oh no that guy on tv preaches a lot better than you are i know that (laughs) but call him the next time you're sick and in the hospital see what happens see if he'll land his jet in your cornfield. I'd really rather doubt it. And you know what his number is. It's 1-800. Send me your cash. That's his number. You need the gathering together of the body. You need the kneeling together at the altar. You need that whether you realize that or not. You need the strength of worshiping together. You need the opportunity in the tithe in investing together. Amen. Thank God, this world is Caesar's household, but together we can stand. Preacher, I don't even church. I'll have church service in my garage. You are a backslider. Is what's going on? You need the church. Reach, teach, and serve. In the first century. That's how Paul did it. Reach, teach, and serve in the 21st century. That's how we do it. For I am persuaded. How many remembers the sure? Was it the sure? Yeah. Which I don't know. I'm, once I stick with a brand, I stick with it forever. I'm a right guard kind of guy. But was it uh, sure that had the raise your hand, raise your hand? Was that it? Yeah. Raise your hand, raise your hand if you're sure. Yeah. I like people that are sure. Mealy mouth people. Hmm. Uh, you know, I. You know, maybe if you could, maybe get a chance, maybe you might. Oh, I don't know. Come, come, maybe come down over to oh Orchardville Church. I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to <laughs> do that or not. Mm-mm. Paul said, "I am persuaded." I am persuaded. And people that are persuaded, guess what? They persuade others. They persuade others. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, not height, not depth, nor any other other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I like that a lot. Because there was one of the secrets of who Paul was. He couldn't be stopped because of the assurance that God had put within him. Thank God for that. Preacher, it's real difficult for me to live for Jesus where I work. I've been in a similar circumstance. I've had to take stands before. The company I worked at, they always had a picnic. And one year they was going to, well, we're going to have alcohol this year. I went and told him I was dead set against it. This was the comment I heard. Preacher, your faith made out of porcelain. I said, oh no, it's not going to break. But I'm taking a stand for those that won't take the stand. I'm taking a stand for those kids that can't take a stand. Saints in Caesar's household. I salute you. Because there are times that it is difficult. But thank God you can live for Jesus under any circumstance. The first century church has proven that. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you and praise you, God, for the examples that we have both in your word and throughout church history of people taking that stand. And help us, Lord, even in this age, even in this world that we live in, Caesar's household Help us, Lord, to even take a stand during the most difficult of circumstances and situations. Lord, I want this really to get, in, to get in the spirit of people that's here. Lord, there are people here that need this. They need to hear this. They need to know this truth. The Lord, where they work at, they can take a stand. In their home, they can take a stand. And God, it's not an in-your-face kind of stand. It's just we are fully persuaded in what we believe. Amen for that. Thank God. Thank God. In your name, Lord Jesus, we're praying. Amen. Let's all stand. Thank God. These altars are now open. If you have a need for prayer, (coughs) if you want God to put more of a resolve within you, more of that being persuaded within you, come and ask for his help and his strength right now. If you're here this morning, you never asked Jesus to be your Savior. Now's the accepted time. Well, now, preacher, I'm just not feeling like like how I thought I was going to feel. Bible don't say anything about that. Bible don't say anything about that. Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not whosoever shall tingle. Not whosoever shall feel a certain way. Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on, these altars are open. Come on, come on, come on. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Oh. Let me tell you something. Years ago, there were two brothers in particular that really, 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 really impacted my life. They wouldn't give me any rest. They went after me. They'd invite me to church. They'd talk to me about Jesus, and I didn't want to hear it. You know, in the video we've seen, he talked about the guy was proselytizing. There again, Caesar's household ain't near as smart as they think they are. The guy wasn't proselytizing. He was evangelizing. He was getting the message out. He wasn't proselytizing. He wasn't trying to steal that guy from another church or whatever. No. He was evangelizing. And I had two guys that they were more than willing to evangelize to me i look back on that thank god thank god thank god i don't know where i'd be at today without that happening in my life then my dad putting his foot down and saying boy you're going to go to revival oh it made me so But he had a size 11 and a half boot, and there was a certain area in my anatomy, but I didn't want that boot to be. So I did what my dad said. And I went the first night and sat back there. Just, oh, can't wait till them doors are open where I can get out of here. Second night, same thing. Third night. Oh, I think he was knocking before. I just wasn't willing to pay any attention. And my dad walked back to where I was at, my last seat in the house, and said, Mark, don't you think it's time to have Jesus be your Savior? And I said, Dad, I think it's time. That's made... Eternal impact upon my life, but there were people that were willing to go to where I was at and impact me. It's what Paul done two thousand years ago. That voyager going across from the Middle East across the Mediterranean Sea to Rome, Italy, to make an impact. Thank God. Caesar's household is dark but you know what the darker it is the brighter your light can shine the darker it is the more important your light becomes thank God for each and every one of you share your faith with someone this week give them a CD you've heard me say it before there's two ways and they're both valid one is go and tell another one is tell them Come and see. Come and see what God's doing. Invite Him to church. Both of them are valid. Both of them work.
2: It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at Area Code six one eight. 8352677 I saw Jesus